That's right. The Jackets have two overtime wins in their last three games, something that I didn't think was possible. But, hey, they got it done in their last three games. All of them have gone to overtime, and they've actually won two of them. That's impressive. And this is Fifth Line Primetime, episode number eight. I'm Tommy. He's Aiden. What's going on? Welcome on into episode eight. Let's talk about that win for a second. I think, I think, it's my personal opinion, that was the biggest win of the season. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Because that now, it puts Columbus back. Two only two points of that playoff spot. Uh, Chicago's fallen off recently. Uh, Jackets yes. are only two points behind for that last playoff spot. Chicago is playing Florida right now, or excuse Tampa me, Bay. Chicago. Chicago's playing Tampa right now at four o'clock. Um, Jackets uh, are in Carolina tonight at seven. So mm-hmm. if the Jackets do get a win, they'll be tied with that last playoff spot. Um, assuming yeah, Chicago loses, yeah, assuming okay. that. Um, but yeah. Huge, huge win, and uh, they can't stop there, though. Yeah, no. I think these next we're in the middle of a four game stretch with the Hurricanes right now, two there, two at Nationwide. And I think that this is the pivotal point of this season, mm-hmm. right? They, this, if they, this, sorry, go ahead. No, I think they got to take three of four to have a shot to not be sellers at the deadline. Mm-hmm. To, they got to take three of four. Say, this determines if they're sellers or buyers at the deadline. Now, with the cap, though, I don't think they'll buy. If they're going to make it, I don't think they go out and get a huge piece, but it, I think they do sell a lot of guys. If they lose like three, four in a row, I think they do sell guys like Felino, Savard, Domi, those guys. Um, yeah. But, yeah, you'd like you'd like to see them put on a three, four-game win streak, something they haven't done all year. No. Um, so, speaking of that, they're in Carolina again tonight. I, I st- I've been saying it for like the last month. I'm not going to pick them to win until they win three in a row. So I think Carolina is going to win. Um, Two opposite. I think they do win. Um, I I think optimistic. I think they can get it done. Um, I would like to see a regulation win though. Yeah. Um. I I don't see. But it now I do have. I don't have big faith. I have slight faith that they can get it done in yes. overtime now with those two wins against Dallas and then um. One Carolina lost in the shootout. Oh yeah, the two wins, Dallas and Carolina. I think, um, I think the only way they can win tonight is if they score at least four goals. Yeah, they got. Okay. they got to score more than what. Shout out to Corpy, by the way. Oh he made, I think, goodness. one of the top five best saves I've ever He's seen. Had He's had a lot of those. Yeah. He's had a lot of those this year, but the one where he just sprawls out to his left with the stick. Um, I think that was. Um, yeah, that- Fogel. Is that, how you, is that yeah. how you say his last name? Fogel and then yeah. uh, Barkov. What a save there. Um, if Corpusala was not in net, the Jackets lose 6-2. to two. Mm-hmm. He, and Now, that's not a knock on Merzlinkin, no. but he's just... It it would just be like, I don't think Elvis makes that save. As much as I love no. him, I don't think he makes that in, save. And Carolina has such a, a dynamic, high-powered offense where it's a miracle that they only scored two goals there. I yeah. think that's why I say the only way they can win tonight is if they score four because, you know, that game very easily they could have put six pucks in the net and it could have been six to two, six to one. But same with that Dallas game, I think. Uh, yeah, that Jackets just get outshot and mm-hmm. it's I don't 
like it's not a bad the shots don't tell the story of the game but like when you're getting outshot by at least five or like ten ten a game um it's not good but jack's been holding on and yeah like like you said they gotta score more than two three a game because that's what they brought Lani in for now line yeah. and rosovic have cooled off since the start but ross mm-hmm. rosovic's still playing pretty well um I now i'm gonna go more depth uh, carolina's first goal uh last game jackets had the puck in their own end they turn it over i counted like five times Mm -hmm. and then they send it bumper where line a line a was on the half wall waiting for the pass that never got there but as a winger supposed to cover at the point but where aho was it was like the so the center's down low covering um the net Line A should have been there to take away that option, and he wasn't. Ahu snipes it. Well, it's it's a great shot. Like yeah. you're not stopping that, but Line A has to be there. Now he wasn't brought in for defense, but he no. he hasn't been making the effort that I think he should make, and he hasn't been scoring. So I bet you he scores tonight. That would be a way to shut up the haters. I think the Definitely. only way he can score is like those Ovechkin one timers. Yeah, and it's not. But. Something, we'll see what happens. Yeah, something uh, that has to change if the Jackets want to score is line. He's got to up his game. But so yeah. I think the Jackets have been playing a li- better in the last couple of weeks. That game I was at on Sunday, um, you know, they ended up losing, but you could just see the sense of urgency, right? They mm-hmm. they never gave up. They only gave up two goals. They uh, Corpy had a fantastic game again. They they never. Um, were out of it you know they had they had that ur- urgency the sense of we can actually still do this and I think you see that manifested in their play the last couple weeks but or the last week ever since that reverse retro overtime winner mm-hmm. you know they've yeah and what it's done I think it's been like the locker room they they're like okay we got to get this together because yeah. that Florida loss was a terrible that was, that was a the much word. much much needed wake up call yeah for Tortorella, the coaching staff, every every part of that organization that puts effort into what goes out on the ice, that was a huge wake-up call. And they have a three-game point streak right yeah. now. Um, that shootout loss in Dallas, um, I'm going to critique that slightly. Um, they missed the net on all three attempts. So yeah. you'd like to get, you'd like to see them test the goalie, but I mean... By the way, it what, is, is what, it is. what is Atkinson doing taking a slap shot on a shootout? Yeah. Um, you don't do that. No. And what's funny is, so there, there's these couple YouTubers. He, uh, so the, but there's this uh, facility called the Battery in Columbus that he part. Oh owns. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, a couple YouTubers, Columbus local Nasher, um, Pavel Barber, um, pretty good YouTubers. Um, him and Cam Atkinson, another Columbus um, professional hockey player, JC Campania. They did a shootout like video summer 2019, I think. Um, but Atkinson was all he was doing was just shooting slap shots for his shootouts, and you know, did that come into play? I don't know, but c- come on, Cam. Yeah, the do, do your his normal move is very good, and it's it's the, really good, and just stick to it. The slap shot is a beautiful thing, but it's it's Not meant for shootout. a certain type of atmosphere. It's not meant for a shootout when you're one-on-one. I mean, you know, it's meant for power, for some guy to set a screen in front for you, but come on. And if you're going to take a slap shot, hit the net. Yeah. And hit then, the net. Yeah, and then so line A, 
I saw what he was trying to do. I've watched a couple of shootouts where, where he's been successful. He's just, he just missed the net there. Um, and then, oh, my goodness, Max Domi. Yeah. He had the goalie beat, and he just missed the net. Mm-hmm. He just went high. But, yeah, it is what it is. Um, Jack has still got a point. Um, you were at that game. Yeah. Um, describe the atmosphere of Nationwide so for many of us who haven't been there in about a year. Um, not as Not as awesome as it was. Obviously, but uh, it's still good. Um, you, you know, the one famous fan, I actually saw her walking around. She has a jersey that says Loud Gal on the back. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Let's go, Jackie! Yeah. I can still hear her. I can still hear her. Very opposite end of the ice. Um, and Captain Blue Jacket and all those people, you know, they're still there. Um, I think it's better It's better than the Monsters now because oh, yeah, they have no more doubt. fans. Yeah. Um, it was good. You know, I think um, definitely when they opened it up to more and more fans, eventually leading back up to full capacity, it'll be even more awesome. But just to be back there, it was great to hear uh, the cannon go off twice. It was nice. Mm-hmm. So, And then, uh, like you said, as they let more fans back in, you will yeah. uh, you can slightly hear it, but um, that CBJ chant, that, that gets you fired up, especially as a player, that's got to get you fired up. Absolutely. And, uh, you 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 weren't hearing that when there were no fans, but now that there are fans, you're hearing it slightly. But still, it's a great thing uh, for fans to be at nationwide. Um, By the way, shout out to Jets Pizza. Whew, that is good. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, uh, fans fans back across the league right now. I think Jackets yeah. are in uh, third in attendance. Se- second, four, second, I believe, to the Florida. Florida Panthers. How about that? Florida, Columbus, and Dallas. I think are top three. But yeah, nevertheless, uh, that's great. Always great to get fans back. And uh, they actually have a case to have a good amount of fans this year because they're good for the first time in how decades. Yeah, and uh, once again, uh, we're going to be attending a Cleveland Monsters game after this. So yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, how about those monsters? By the way, um, four, three, one, and zero. Oh. I think four game winning streak. Uh, they haven't played in like a week because that's how the AHL works. But um, if they can get it done again tonight, uh, I think they have a pretty decent shot at making the playoffs and, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully bringing up some prospects up to Columbus. Yeah, one guy I'd like to see fix is Wolanski. Fix, yeah, Fix Wolanski. Um, and, you know, with Texier on the COVID protocol, um, mm-hmm. new guys are getting slots. Uh, you'd like to see, be- uh, excuse me, not Benstrom. Um, Fix Wolanski up there because he's really good and he's something the Jackets kind of need right now. Um, yeah, uh, just purely offensive-minded winger. Um, he's really good on the power play. Jackets yeah. are, are monsters, monsters are good on the power play. Jackets are not something you like to see chance for over. But um, so going back to this playoff race here, um, we're talking about how important are these next three games against the Hurricanes, right? Because after that, you got two two games at Detroit. Mm-hmm. Which are easy, right? You got to get a dub in both easy. of those. Yeah, yeah, they should be easy. Exactly. Well said. But that just emphasizes even more how important these next three games are. One more down in Carolina, then two back at Nationwide. If they don't win two out of three here, it's going to be real tough because you mentioned, right, Chicago has been kind of falling off the map in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And then going off your point, after Detroit, four really tough games. and All against all Tampa in, Bay. Yeah. And then you go to Florida, um, or actually after Detroit, got a one game with uh, Tampa, 
uh, two game actually, and then you go to Florida, then Tampa back, then Chicago. So yeah, really important divisional games. They're all divisional, but they're super important at uh, this yeah. time. Where right now you kind of see is this team playoff worthy or not? Absolutely, you're not going to make the playoffs by just getting by. You're going to have to beat the best to be the best, right? So you know, just as recently as a couple weeks ago, is looking like. The Jackets are one of the worst teams in the league. They just have no no sense of identity, no urgency, right? And now, fast forward, just a few days later, they are literally one game out of a playoff spot and a date with the Tampa Bay Lightning for the third year in a row in the first round. Yeah. So, you know, if Chicago keeps doing what they're doing, losing, the Jackets still have a couple games to make up with them. I think the light is at the end of the tunnel. They can see it. Air, you know, it's within their grasp. They just got to do what it takes to get it done, and you can't get wins only against Detroit and Nashville. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't think they've gotten, they've gotten I think they've beaten them once. Yeah. But um, Ohio teams like to do that. Also, Dallas, That I was concerned about Dallas for a bit because the for the games played, that's a big difference mm-hmm. in playoffs, especially for teams might not get to play all their games. True. Um, but Dallas has not been doing well. Um, no, so I don't think they have make it. five games um, ahead on the Blue Jackets. They played 26. Jackets played 31. They have 25 points, um, and their points percentage is a four uh, 0.481. Jackets is even 500. So even if the they were to go up points percentage, the Jackets would still be in a good spot there. And yep. um, yeah, like you said, I don't, da- I don't think Dallas makes the playoffs, especially with all their injuries and stuff. Do they have a actually pretty good sized fan base, or do they yeah. just have a couple players that are like, um, well, they've what's had the word? Sagan and Ben for a long time because there there was a, a good number of Stars fans there. I saw probably ten or twelve jerseys, which think, is not a lot, but right. By but, the way, I saw one fan wearing the the all black and neon green. <laughs> Those are fire. Yeah. Those are real Dallas nice. has good jerseys and a great goal horn, best in the league. But, um, yeah, like you said, I think they're kind of like the Cowboys and Mavericks. They have a really good fan base. I mean, nobody, yeah. nobody's as big but, as the Cowboys. Well, but. I'm saying, like, the, the Mavericks, right, they have a lot of fans not in – only not in Texas solely because of Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. Do does Dallas like is Jamie Ben or Tyler Sagan yeah. that guy that mm-hmm. that's why they're a Stars Tyler fan? Sa- Tyler Sagan's pretty big because I doubt all of those people nationwide last week were ac- actually drove up from Texas. Yeah, not a chance. Um, it's something Texans would do though. So you oh yeah, you can't oh yeah uh, put that out of the picture. But yeah, Sagan's pretty big across the league. I think Jamie Ben won the Art Ross like seven years ago for the MVP. Uh, Art Ross is most points in the league, Uh-oh. but yeah, they're Dallas is pretty well known across the league with Haskinen, Klingberg, pretty good guys. So, um, yeah, like you said, so uh, East Division right now, Capitals are on top. Central Division, our division, Tampa Bay, of course, and first everybody expected that. West Division, Golden Knights up top in the Canadian Division, Maple Leafs still Look running how close it. Close that is though, Maple Leafs, Oilers, and Jets. Yeah. That's impressive. It's tight up there. And if you if you get rid of Ottawa because they suck, they're not. A, yeah, I mean, they give all, they give the tough teams hard times though, which is pretty. There are uh, six teams within seven points of each other. That is crazy. Yeah, I think Toronto and Edmonton are both locks. 
Winnipeg's in, a lock. Winnipeg's a lock, probably. And then to the, be honest, I think all these top four teams are locked. Really? Okay. Yeah. I don't think Vancouver's just not. It's it's not their year this year. Calgary is not their year. And Ottawa, we all know what's up with them. They're rebuilding. Um, but yeah, playoff predictions from the West for me. I think the West stays the same. I don't think anything changes there. Mm-hmm. L A has been a surprise, but I I think they're too young still. Maybe, a year away, maybe another year. Um, if they went full time purple and gold, they'd probably make it. But yeah. anyway, um, the East the East is tough because we all know what happened with Philly a few nights ago nine nothing yeah. <laughs> seven goals in one period. Um, I I watched the highlights of that at like eleven forty at night when I had to get up early the next morning just because I'm like that doesn't happen. No, ever it doesn't. Like, and Zibanejad natural hat trick, six points in one period that ties an crazy. NHL record. Well, was that an insane burst of offense, or was that just complete it caving from both. the Flyers? I think it's both. Um, Pittsburgh has come out of nowhere too. They're now yeah. in third um, after a sluggish start. Washington but. and New York. Uh, I think. Yeah, I think things stay um, same in the East. Um, moving on to the Central, obviously as a Jackets fan, I'm hoping uh, they'll jump Chicago. So I think that's realistic yeah, now. Tampa, Florida, Carolina, uh, Columbus, and then Chicago barely misses. I think it's it's going to be the Jackets and the Hawks for that final spot. I think Dallas is too far gone now. They could surprise me. They are the stars. Detroit's not making it. Nashville's not making it. The top three are all locks. And then it's going to be between the Hawks and Jackets. Yeah. 100%. That, which makes and those then, two yeah. games at Nationwide later in April so, so huge. Yeah. Because if they lose those games and Chicago wins yeah. them, it's... They're yeah. essentially they're four-point games. Yeah. You, yeah. You're, you're right. Exactly on point with that. But, uh, yeah, for my playoff predictions, other than the Jackets jumping uh, Chicago, I don't think anything changes. Mm-hmm. Which means that that would secure... Jackets lightning for the third straight year in the yeah. first round. It, it's crazy, especially since. Um, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna lose. I mean, but, everyone said that 2019, but yeah, that, but that was a different year. It was. They had Duchesne, Bobrovsky, Panarin, Dubois. It's um, a it's another series to strengthen the rivalry, though. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but okay. Interesting question for you, Rocket yeah. Richard. Who do you think takes that? Matthews has 21 right now. McDavid is 20. Tyler Toffoli from Montreal is 18. Who do you think's taking that away? Most goals? Mm-hmm. Uh, out of Matthews, McKinnon, and Toffoli? Or no, Matthews, McDavid. Oh. Uh, McKinnon even, isn't even I'll close. go McDavid. Yeah, I, I think, I think Matthews already has a couple scoring titles. Correct me if I'm wrong. but yeah, I don't, No, I don't actually don't think he does. Rock, he doesn't? Rocket okay. Richard and then there's Art Ross. Rocket Richard's most goals. Ovechkin has like 10 billion of those. And then, yeah, of course. Um, McDavid already has a couple um, Art Rosses. I think he has two. two he, or probably, he probably has the record for most uh, 50 goal seasons. Easily. Ovechkin? Yeah. Yeah, dead. I think or Ovechkin. Him or Gretzky. Ovechkin is kind of like the, um, in terms of, on field, on ice production versus how many championships he's won. I feel like he's kind of the Drew Brees of the NHL. Yeah. Right? Where he's he, only he has more. the most ever passing yards, and, and Ovechkin has like, what, 700 plus goals, but only one Stanley Cup, only one Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Whereas Sidney Crosby is the 
Tom Brady. Oh, no one's Tom Brady. But no one's Tom Brady. Yeah. You're right, but it, it's different in the NHL yeah. than the NFL. True. Um, just calorie or salary calories. Cap, yeah, mm. salary cap stuff. Um, but yeah, McDavid. He is not giving up that uh, Art Ross most points. He's got a nine point lead on his own teammate Drysidle, and then a sixteen point lead on on the next um, leader Kane. Yeah, McDavid is taking that uh, Rocket Richard from Matthews, I think. Um, yeah. Maybe I'm kind of alone in this subject, but I think it's kind of annoying how every single trophy has to be named after every single, not even trophy, but every single title has to be named after somebody. Why can't it just be most goals? Or most goals. Like, most what if the what if the, it is, what if I the mean, NBA Sixth Man Award was called the Richard Jefferson Memorial Trophy or something? Yeah. It, I think they're trying to um, like honor their heritage. I get that, and that's point, cool. Like with the Maurice Rocket Richard and yeah, uh, William Jennings Masterson. But like, you wouldn't say LeBron James has four Bill Russell awards. Yeah, it, or Tom Brady has uh, seven. Seven. Well, everybody says Lombardi. seven Lombardis, but that's different. Yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. Um, but I do. Want to know your opinion on what does Columbus do this offseason with Felino and Tortorella? They're both expiring. They're, they've both been there a while. What do you think? I think, it, I think it depends on what they do the rest of this season. Um, yeah. I think, first and foremost, you got to secure Patrick Line mm-hmm. to a contract extension to keep him in Columbus for long the long term. term. Yeah. When I say long term, I mean at least five years. Mm-hmm. Um, if it if they miss the playoffs, fire Torts. If they, I mean, if they miss the playoffs, you don't have to fire him because he's a he, his he's contract. Gone. Yeah, no, okay. his contract runs out at the end of the season. Okay, hire a new head coach. Mm-hmm. I, he's done great things for Columbus. He's he's been the most successful coach they've ever had. Mm-hmm. He's led them to ground nobody else ever has, but. It's time. It's time to take it to the next level. It's time to take that next step. Um, I think Line A has the potential to be a no doubt superstar. He showed that in Winnipeg. He can do it here. He he did it there. He can do it here. Why not? Um, Felino, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, he has that. He's definitely a fan favorite. He's a hometown, not hometown guy, but he he has the he embodies what it means to be a captain, right? He's a he's a great guy. He's a great family guy. He's a great city guy for Columbus. Um, I don't know. If he does move on, if he signs in free agency, Cam Atkinson is your new captain. Yeah. He, he, he's he been there actually longer than Felino has. Yeah. It's crazy to think about that. But, um, yeah, that's I, I what I think. If you're going to bring back Felino, bring him back cheap and play yeah. him on the fourth line only. Don't put him on the top power play. He's not that no. guy. He's a... Him and Boone Jenner are the guys that... They're their identity. They're not a... Yeah, like, yeah. They're not going to, like, go out and get you a goal type of um, Well, guy. I think half the reason if they do hang on to both of them, it's because it's their it's their, um, their, their culture and what they bring to the locker room, right? Mm-hmm. It's uh, that's, like that's, Ch- Channing Fry and Richard Jefferson on the Cavs. Yeah, that's the only reason they would keep them, in my opinion. But, yeah, with Tortorella, I'm exactly um, same opinion with you. If they miss the playoffs, let them go. If they make the playoffs, we'll see what they do. We'll see well, see, it's it's yeah. it's, it's tough, tough because yeah. it, exactly it's tough. If they 
let's say they beat Tampa Bay, right? And they lose in the second round again. Then we're back in the same spot we were in 2019 where what do you do? I think they definitely need to sign a couple free agents to go with uh, Pat Line on that top power play. A, a top top, a top center, center yeah. absolutely. Um, Which makes it tough trading Dubois because you had him and then you yep. just traded him. So, and is num- there number one centers don't come around often? Do you know what their cap space situation looks like? Do they have room or they they have lots of room? Okay, I think so. Do you think uh, Yarmo is afraid of spending money? I don't think no. no. Okay, um, I know huge huge. Um, I think many Jackets fans have forgot about him, Gus Nyquist. Yeah. Um, he's coming back, I think, in May. He'll be huge for the Jackets if they do end up making that playoff push. A nice spark off the bench. Mm-hmm. Kind of replace leader, what uh, Alexander Wenberg had. You know, they need they need a guy to pull off that nasty move against Vasilevsky in Game mm-hmm. 2 last year. That was Oh, insane. yeah, that, that was sick. That was Between nice. the legs, falling down. That was real nice. That was amazing. And to be honest, when I saw that goal, I thought, okay, the Jackets can definitely win the series. Cause, no, I did too. And then, I mean, it wasn't, even though they lost in five out of seven, it wasn't a bad series. All the no. games that they All of lost, them were one goal games. One goal games. Two of them went into overtime in that 5 OT that and we always talk about. That was like two and a half games in itself. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, and honestly, like, I wasn't even mad when they lost. I was just like, that was an amazing display but imagine, of hockey, imagine and I was just player, privileged though. to watch that. Imagine if you're a player. Oh, though. yeah, it stings. But, like, I, it started, what was it, 2.30? Like a 3 o'clock nine. game? It ended at almost 10. I could not believe it. Like, I was just like, thank I, It was a privilege to be able to watch that live when that happened. That was it, one of the longest been, games in NHL better, history. I think. And I'm thankful I was able to watch it. It would have been better if... The Jackets weren't playing, in my opinion. Because then you don't yeah. have the heart attack. Yeah. I mean, after a while, you're kind of like, oh my gosh, this is this is a great game. This yeah. is like... I would love to see, like you mentioned, it would be better if it wasn't Columbus, a Crosby-Ovechkin game go to seven overtimes. Which I don't think it would, because both of them have insane goal-scoring abilities. Actually, but, I think what would be better would be a McDavid-Matthews. Yes. Which... That wouldn't I go watched, to five overtimes either because that would end in the first 30 seconds, whoever has whoever has the puck. Yeah. I try to watch every Edmonton game there is. Yeah. Like McDavid is so fun to watch. Yeah, when things go back to regular play next... Are they? By the way, are they going back to the Metro Division next year? Had they announced that or will it be same uh, I divisional think they're play? going back. Okay, um, when McDavid's at Nationwide, we got to go. Yeah. Hands down. No doubt about it. Um, so, in terms of who would you want to see, the, out of all the teams in the NHL, who would you want to see the Jackets play? You put Edmonton at the top because of McDavid, mm-hmm. and then who would you do uh, one through five? I would go Washington. I'd love to see Ovechkin play. Pittsburgh. Um, McDavid. Tampa Bay, of course. Tampa Bay, Boston, and then... Um, Tough. Mm. tough, tough decisions here. I'll go with the uh, New York Rangers. Why not? New York Rangers. Panarin. Panarin. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, so number one for me is undisputed Connor McDavid. Um, number two, I'd go Nathan McKinnon, the Colorado yeah. Avalanche. Um, number three, I'd go Boston. Just 
they're always just a fun team to watch. Number four, I'd have to go with the Vancouver Canucks. Elias okay. Pettersson, JT Miller, Ohio native. And number five, this might come as a surprise. The Detroit. Florida Panthers. Florida. Yeah. Barkov, Huberto. Well, and they have a lot of Jackets alum. Yeah. So. Uh, Nudevara, Bobrovsky, lots of other guys are GM. But yeah, you know, those are my top five. Their um, attendance really hasn't. I think it. I changed. feel like it's been flat. The whole like, <laughs> yeah. most teams are like this. Yeah, they're just like. It's been shout out to them for being consistent throughout yeah. this whole time. Uh, so attendance. we got Carolina tonight. Carolina on Monday, third Jersey Cannon Jersey game. By the way. Carolina next Thursday, both of those at Nationwide, and then two games at Little Caesars Arena against Detroit. So we got five games here. I'm going to say... <sighs> Please don't let me down, Jackets. Three and two. Three and two. Okay. They're going to sweep Detroit, win one of the games against Carolina. And five and oh. Five and oh. Yep. Not a chance. Not a chance. I hope you're right, but not a chance. We'll and see. We'll see. Any of those in overtime? Um, one. Carolina. Yeah, Carolina on Monday. And fire uh, the cannon. Yep, I love it. Okay, we'll see. Um, we yeah. shall see. I think the I think they've got it together. I mean, you do. I I said I'm optimistic, but I think. I think they got it together. I think that wake up call was what they needed. I think I think they'll come out. They'll make a strong playoff push, and then Chicago will go back to what everyone thought they'd be at the start of the season—a bottom feeder. So, you think that after just one over a couple overtime wins, that was it? That was the spark they needed, and just like that, they're going to win six in a row. Yeah. Gosh, I hope you're right. Is he right, folks? We will find out in just over a week here. Can the Jackets make the playoffs? Can they actually get it done? That would be amazing. But this has been Fifth Line Primetime. A little bit of a shorter episode today. Apologize about that. But anyway, it's episode eight. Hope you enjoyed it. Fifth Line Primetime. Let's go, Jackets. Get it done. Fire the cannon as many times as you have to. And let's make the freaking playoffs. Here we go. Let's go.